And we'll read something from Hafiz. <clears throat> Running through the streets screaming, throwing rocks through windows, using my own head to ring great bells, pulling out my hair, tearing <laughs> off my clothes, tying everything I own to a stick and setting it on fire. What else can Hafiz do tonight to celebrate the madness, the joy of seeing God everywhere? <laughs> that Hafiz guy, he's something else. <laughs> Boy, does he know how to have a good time. <laughs> if only the whole world would do it, then it'd be all right. <laughs> Is that what the awakened soul looks like in its expression? I guess so. That's one way. All right. Well, I start? Sure. I, I just love humor like that. What can I say? So, so you know, it was really nice in the meditation. Um, the thing that was really coming forward is this process of giving and receiving. And it really is a movement of loving. And the truth of spirit really always is lived within. That is, we really give and receive our loving with God within is how we awaken to the greater knowing. It is only through that inner experience that we really come to that greater knowing of that truth. But part of the process that assists us is living in this world of reflection that it is through our interactions with one another that as we learn to give and to receive to one another in this world is how we also assist ourselves in coming awake to that movement of loving. Because think about it. What truly is the giving and receiving when we do it out of the sincerity and out of the wanting to do it out of freedom of choice? So I'm not talking out of obligation right now as a have to or should because of what the world or the mind says. But when we, out of our own free choosing, really want to give to somebody, or where we experience that greater gratitude and appreciation when somebody gives to us, that's what I'm talking about here. What is that inner experience that we experience within ourselves in these physical expressions with one another? So even as you live in this physical world, begin to look at even the movement of that loving within yourself as you give and receive with those around you. You know, it's really interesting this time of year. I like, I'm, I like it, they say, the Christmas season. So even though Christmas Day is one day, but when we call it the season, it's not just a day, but it's a continuation over many days or however long that may be. But what is that true spirit of Christmas? Well, to me, it is that giving and receiving in that loving. I know in this world, we often express that through presence, through gifts, through what we call maybe giving to charity. Even the time of Jesus, they spoke of charity. But even what is charity? Is it only giving to the poor or those maybe that have less? Or is it really giving appropriately whatever that may be, I was going to say equally, that we always want to give in our loving. But in this world of reflection, it may look different 
as far as what we choose to give physically and what we also receive physically. How many times have you found yourself, when somebody wants to give you a gift, if you find yourself closing down or retreating, retracting, and pulling back? What is that inside? What is that within us that doesn't feel worthy or somehow ashamed or guilty of actually receiving a gift from another? That's within us. That's why in this action of giving and receiving, it's important to pay attention to these inner experiences and know that it really is up to us and what we do inside of whether we close down and open. One of the wonderful things that I like to do, even as an experiment, but then even after experimenting you learn, you begin to see the truth or principles and how they work. That if you haven't done before, begin to experiment this year in beginning what I like to call priming the pump. That often we need to begin the process by giving first. And in the giving is a way that I have found to begin to open those doors within me that may have been closed down and not allowed myself to even receive. But that as I give, I begin to open those doors to allow that movement of loving now move in me and through me as an expression even into the world to support myself in the greater awakening. That I find that even in my actions of giving physically, that in doing that it helps me to even open those things within the inner blocks that get in the way of that greater experience and the knowing of what that loving is. Just even last week, as some of you know, in, in most cities nowadays you'll see people standing at street corners asking for money. And so there's plenty of opportunity to give just with people even asking. And even last week, you know at times I'll find myself maybe giving a few dollars. Well last week we gave $20, just a $20 bill to somebody. That's usually something a little bigger than what I might normally think of. But I'll tell you what, $20 to somebody who has no money and to see their response and their gratitude, not only the physical response, but I'll tell you what, when you see somebody express that and you pay attention to what you actually experience inside, that's what I'm talking about. And so even those types of physical actions are great tools to assist ourselves to move into the greater flow and in inner experience of the loving. Because I'll tell you what, when this person last week, when they saw that $20 bill and it was like this big, big thing, and they could not stop saying thank you and God bless you. And you know it was such a movement that just wells up. Aren't those the experiences that we really keep looking for in life because they make us feel so good? But what is that that makes us feel so good? To me, I know it is that movement of loving. It is those actions that produce that movement of loving that I find myself wanting to participate in more and more because I like the results of that. Many years ago, when I was beginning this pathway of beginning to understand the principles of spirit of giving and receiving, I had a very big stretch. I didn't have that much. And I'm, I'm giving financial examples right now because that's been a great area of learning for me. But I'm going to share about other ways as well because these examples can come in so many different ways. But many years ago, I remember when I didn't have much money and I had saved up money and all I had was $1,000 in my savings. And I remember one year 
that I came across, well, somebody actually I knew over several months, this lady who was a single mother, and she had a couple children, and her car broke down, she didn't have transportation, she had a hard time even taking care of the family. I ended up giving her my whole savings of $1,000 to help her buy a car. It's nice, because I didn't know I still had the emotion around that. But to give that loving, even when I feel like I don't have enough for myself, really stretched me and taught me a lot. Because to see in that charity and that giving how it really supported and helped somebody out. And the gratitude. They had a hard time receiving at first, but at the same time they knew they needed to in order to take care of themselves and the family and the children. And so in that, it was one of the beginning big examples in my own life where I got to see the power of giving in that movement of loving that I experienced inside. And it shook me to stretch in a way to give like that financially while I was still trying to support myself. But to see the response and to see the good and the benefit that it created in the way that came back to me in that gratitude and what that did inside of me, I wanted to do more. And the, the neat thing is, shortly after that, well, guess what? The money started coming back in. I started to realize, my God, I can give and also I can receive. And by giving that I was not hurting myself and not having enough for myself and taking care of myself. Now over the years, I've, I've learned to give in ways that maybe it doesn't quite stretch me like it did there in the beginning. But those types of lessons that sometimes are the big stretches can be the greatest learning opportunities. And so I continue to look for ways in my life to give, to move that loving, and sometimes it still is in pretty big ways. But I realized that as I gave, I actually opened those doors to yet greater receiving. In the beginning, I didn't look to receive. I didn't look, well, if I give this, then God, you give back to me, right? What's the 10% thing? If I give 10%, I'll get back 100-fold or 10-fold or 1,000-fold. I've heard all kinds of numbers. I didn't do that in the beginning. As I just gave freely, as it moved the loving within me, is where I found the greatest benefit. It wasn't until a few years later that I started to give according to, well, if you give this, then you'll get back. Well, guess what? I experimented in that way, too. And as I gave, according to expecting to get back, guess what happened? The flow began to dry up. The doors began to close. The expectations within myself began to shut the doors because I was no longer giving out of truly the loving and the freedom of expression, but I was giving looking for something in return. And I went through many years of that. I gave and gave. I gave until it hurt. And it did. And I went through quite a process for many years in this until the day I finally realized you know, this isn't working. I need to begin to let go of giving with expectation of return. And once you know it, when I began to wrap that up, and it took several months to do this, as I began to wrap that up and shut the doors and giving with expectation of return, something inside of me began to come to peace. And that peace felt so good. 
And so I began to focus more to that peace. And as I did, it grew and grew. And as I grew, that greater loving began to open in a greater way once again inside of me. I learned a valuable lesson in that way. And so as I continued to move forward and just allowing that loving to expand, and I didn't have much to really give anymore physically, then I had to really begin to look more within rather than to the outer expression. And so I really gave more time in giving inwardly and sharing my loving with God inside. And the more I did that, the more even my physical life came into a greater balance and a greater joy, even in my outer expression. And the more I lived in that, over time as it unfolded, I began to find myself. Now remember, Brian, the other part of this in giving is also receiving. Because how can we give unless we have received in order to give something? If you give, you've got to have something to give, right? Well, how do you get something? You receive. But you see, I had shut down because I was giving in expectation of receiving. So I had to let go of the expectation that was getting in the way. And so as I focused more just in that movement of loving, as it grew and grew, and the expectation just dissolved, then I began to find myself now moving into this flow of receiving, where before I had been giving, this is over many years this took place. So it was a gradual, slow process. I want to point that out because sometimes the lessons of spirit are not always instantaneous. These things can unfold over many, many years. And so over a few years, as I lived more that loving inside, I began to experiment now with the receiving. And I allowed myself to receive even physically. I found my life even physically getting easier, getting more abundant. But you know, the funny thing was, I really began to recognize that the outer abundance, in a sense, was a reflection of that greater expansion inside of myself, of allowing myself to receive more of that light of spirit inside. And then I began to see how that reflected in the world around me. It's called filling your cup to overflowing. So as my cup was filling, I realized, though, in doing that, inside of me, I had to allow myself to receive because I found myself now challenged in the receiving, allowing others to give to me. And that took time as well. That was a lesson that took a couple years to unfold, to allow myself to receive as others wanted to give. But the more and more I allowed that, that cup got fuller and fuller. And then it began to overflow once again. But because of all the lessons that I had learned over the years of the giving and receiving, I began to find that greater balance, that greater flow, that there are ways that I can keep the door open to both the receiving and the giving, all in unison, all at the same time. That now, today, I get to live in the receiving and the giving simultaneously. That's what I call balance. That's what I call living in the river of loving, living in that flow. But I'll tell you what, the lessons that I've learned in the world and all these expressions have been so valuable. I've literally used this earth as a classroom to experiment and learn and grow, to begin to see the inner dynamics and principles of those things that are of spirit and the freedom of spirit and how that moves. 
and also those dynamics of the world that function under what we may call karma, or obligation, or have-tos and shoulds. Because those are valuable lessons. It's part of the soul's awakening to see how things unfold in life, both spiritually as well as physically, as well as mentally and emotionally. These are all steps in the learning and growing. All we have to do is simply pay attention and learn through all those experiences, but always bringing the focus back inside to see that even those outer expressions are really just reflections of inner dynamics. So bring it all back inside. Bring it back to that inner focus and ultimately realize and awaken to know simply that it's really just a movement of loving between you and God. Because if you think about it, the soul is God, and there's God in everyone. So even in this expression with one another, there is a sharing of loving with God within each of us. But don't look to the physical. Look to the inner. The movement within, to follow that flow, to give and receive of that. And that as that moves you, just allow yourself to unfold, even in the physical expression. I used a few examples of what I went through with money, because that was a great tool of learning for me. But there's so many other ways that I've experimented over the years that I would find myself even walking down sidewalks or in stores, and I could see somebody so close down and kind of wanting to look away, but you could see them looking out of the corner of their eye, wanting to look at you. And so I would look right at them as we're walking by and just smile and say hi. And then to see them just open. And when I began to see even that type of giving, to see the effect that we can have on one another and just even a smile, what I realized, it was really acknowledging the soul within each of us. I didn't realize that at first. I often have heard Jim talk about just smiling to somebody. So I started that way, to do the smile, to see what would unfold, to see what took place inside of me. To see what took place inside of the other person. And as I did this over and over, I began to see that response. And then it began to stir within. It began to awaken inside of me what this really was. It's not about the physical behaviors and expressions and responses. It was about the movement of the spirit. When I began to see that those physical expressions of opening and smiling were really just reflections of that inner movement of spirit, that as I acknowledged another, their spirit opened. But I realized also in acknowledging another and to see them open, in doing that was me within myself giving. And in the giving, as I said earlier, is how I experience me opening the doors within my own consciousness to that greater flow of loving. So I found great value in acknowledging the spirit in others. It had helped me to open the spirit within myself. So I continue to do that to today, to acknowledge the spirit in other people. And I do that for selfish reasons, because I know when I do that, it opens and acknowledges the spirit within me. So now I just look to whatever I can do to keep that door open, to keep opening it anytime I feel it closing down, 
And I find that expression of loving, however it may be, whether it's a smile or a hello, or if it's a financial gift or a Christmas gift or whatever that is that I can do to get that door open inside of me, it's well worth it. No matter what the effort or the cost or the time that it takes to do it, it is worth it just because of what it does inside of me. And then in that and through that, as I began to really wake up and realize the greater movement of what was going on inside of me as I did these physical actions, I began to take that inside into my time in meditation to begin to pursue, to begin to really search out and find the greater meaning, this greater experience I was aware of going on inside of me. And the more I began to take that in meditation and pursue that within, I started finding it lifting me, lifting me, lifting me back into the greater fullness of God inside. And that's the greatest value I found in that giving, in the receiving, as it continues to this day to unfold me and lift me inside. I've learned to take all that giving inside and give my loving to God. That's true meditation. That's how we awaken. It's up to each of us to give our loving. Give to the loving in one another. Give your loving to God directly. It's just that we find it difficult at times to really experience God directly. So how can we give our loving to God when we don't know what God is? And how can we receive God's loving when we don't know what God is? That's the difficulty and challenge of the sleepfulness, the forgetfulness of the human consciousness. But I know the only answer that I found was through my actions. To just do the actions. That's where trust, where faith comes in. Belief systems. If you believe there is, if you trust there is, if you have faith, even if you don't know, to act as if, to pretend, to visualize, to imagine, to begin to move whatever it takes that you begin to take actions and move your consciousness in that direction. That is why in meditation we have you focus at the seat of the soul. This is the direction by which we begin to give and move that loving and consciousness. And the more we do that, the more we begin to find the greater truth of that. Some of you may see that inner light or hear the inner sounds or feel the sensation of that essence of spirit moving. Just follow that movement. Give your loving to that. Relax, let it unfold. And when you find yourself, as you give and give in the loving and meditation inside to God, you'll find at some point things will settle down, come quiet, come to a state of peace. Peace be still. That is the point in which I have found, okay, now I've given. Now relax and open up and allow God to give to me. It is at that point of peace that I find now that action of the Holy Spirit, God's loving, beginning to fill me, to move me, to lift me. That's the greater good, the greater truth, beginning now to awaken us. But I've always found, first, I need to take the first step. It's up to me to take the first step. 
And that first step is giving the loving to God. And then in that, I have found and God gives back. Truly, God's always giving. But I found that step that I had to take was the way that I could open the doors within me in order to receive God's loving. It's always there I've come to find. But I've also come to find that it was up to me to open the door to allow it in. So remember that. It's your actions. Freedom of choice. Our choices, but then follow through on your choices with action. And in this case, I'm speaking of inner actions. I've shared outer actions that I experimented with and still do to keep that flow going. But take it inside and do the inner actions. Give within, and you'll find yourself moving into the greater receiving as well. And believe me, the more you live in that, the greater change that will take place within you and even in the physical expression in the greater living of that loving as you grow more and more through those inner experiences. So don't just look for specific details, but simply look to share your loving and to receive loving. And in that, let the details unfold. Let the phenomena unfold. Let the experiences unfold according to God's will, as we say. I've come to find what really is God's will. For me, I found God's will is simply loving. That's it. Not God's will is something that's supposed to happen physically, but God's will that is loving. And whatever happens physically in that loving to me is God's will. So just open to that. Focus your will into God's will and find out for yourself. Find out if God's will truly is just simply loving and the details don't even matter. Whatever the details are, they'll be wonderful just because you're experiencing that movement of loving. You know, the other side of it, on Christmas, you think of Christ Mass. You know, most people look at Jesus as Jesus Christ. But that wasn't his last name, was it? Wasn't it Jesus of Nazareth? So what is the Christ? Is it really a last name? Not really. But what is the Christ? The Christ is the awakened soul. Jesus the Christ was Jesus, the body, the personality, awakened the Christ as a soul. So whatever terminology we use or you use, understand what the terminology is. Don't get caught up in a word and a belief system, but find out what it means. The Christ, an awakened soul, is not a Christian terminology. It's simply a word. There's been many words given to the same thing, a Messiah, an anointed one, an enlightened one. All these things are describing simply a soul that is in the physical embodiment, that is awake to the knowing of itself in its oneness with the Creator. That's what the Christ is. So when we speak of Christ Mass, Christmas, 
What is that? To me, that's the coming together of the awakened souls, the gathering of those focusing on the awakening of the Christ, their own soul within. And that's what we're doing here. Every time we come together, it's a Christ Mass. Because we are here to look, to learn, to love, to awaken to the Christ that we are, which is, again, the awakened soul. And gathering here in the Mass of holding the focus, of meditating together, of looking to the learning, that inner loving, so that we awaken to the Christ within, that we truly live being the anointed one, that we know the truth of who we are. And so what we share here, even right here verbally, is a giving and a receiving, but way beyond the words. The words are simply that outer expression in which we can share and give and receive with one another. But the true Christ Mass is the giving and the receiving of that spirit of loving. That's the true Christ Mass. So look beyond the words and the expressions, the behaviors. Look to the movement of loving. It is simple, giving and receiving. And it is in that movement of giving and receiving that we awaken to the Christ that we are. That's what awakens us, is that movement of loving. So get it moving. You be the initiator. Initiate the movement of loving inside of you by giving. Give to yourself first. Give to the loving within. And in that giving, the loving will also give to you for you to receive. And then have fun. Let it unfold. Play with it in the world. It's the perfect time of year. Christmas. Give gifts, receive gifts. But play with it this year. Give it in loving and receive in loving. And if you feel these obligations and you're supposed to and you feel somebody giving to you not out of loving but something else, that's part of the learning. But you can change that energy with inside of you. Whether you or somebody else is doing it out of obligation, doesn't matter. What matters is what you do inside with it. If you feel gunked up or yucky in this time of year with certain things that happen, begin to change that. Begin to find a way to look at the greater truth, the spirit behind it all. Go beyond the surface expression. Go to the greater truth inside. When you find yourself caught up in things, begin to find a way to forgive. Isn't that part of the spirit? The Christmas season is also forgiving. But don't look at it as forgiving others and what they do to you. Look at forgiving and letting go of those inner blocks inside where you feel that you've been deceived, that you feel put upon, however that may look. And I'll tell you what, when you can change that inside of you, it will change out here because you will make different choices even in your own expression because the choices you'll make are the choices that are going to support you in living the greater freedom of soul.
And the more you taste that, you already know. You've had experiences somewhere along the line. You know you want more of it. So find those ways to have more of it, to do more of it, to live in that. Take that meditation and the movement of loving inside. And if you don't experience it in meditation, then physically get off your ass and go give and also allow others to give to you. And see if that'll help stir the loving. And if it does, then take that into your meditation and see if you can take that now into and giving and receiving with God within. Work with all of it. Let it serve you and you serve it. It's what we really all want anyway. Go to the deeper source. Look beyond the surface. And don't be shy and fearful of taking action, even if it's physical action, to begin to produce the movement of that loving inside of you. It is the fear of doing the wrong thing, not doing the right thing, or doing whatever. The perceived fear within ourselves or what we think others may think or do that holds us back. So begin to step beyond the fear. If you need to, make yourself go do something. Make yourself sit there and meditate for two and a half hours. Oh my God. See what happens. Give yourself the time. See what you go through. Even if you get upset, two and a half hours, 10% of the day, I don't have time for this. Do it anyway. See what happens. See if you get irritated, upset, frustrated. Maybe that'll be your first two hours. And then all of a sudden, you'll get so sick and tired of going through that, you'll just let it go. And all of a sudden, you begin to find yourself in a state of peace and quiet. And then all of a sudden you begin to see an inner glimmering, a white or purple light beginning to shine within. You go, ooh, what's that? And all of a sudden you feel this essence of peace, of loving. And then you find yourself now caught up in that inner focus and you've forgotten about the irritation and the push inside of you and the world around you. That's why it's important to give yourself the time to do the meditation, to get beyond all those things, those fears, those judgments, those irritations, the resentments, the doubts. If you really want the greater spirit of loving, you've got to give yourself the time to get beyond those dynamics and energies of this realm of time and space. Give yourself the time. You're going to do something with your time anyway. But if you really want the loving, begin giving yourself the time in the loving. Get beyond the outer dynamics. Get into the inner awakening. So Merry Christmas. Well, I thought we would uh, 
move into a space for question and answer to just kind of open it up and share a little bit. So if you have something you'd like to share or if you have a question, somebody will be around in a minute with a microphone. If you just raise your hand and we'll go from there. Is that a raised hand or is that a yawn stretch? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's two raised hands. She's got two questions. She has something to share and something to ask. <laughs> oh, try it again. Hello. There you go. Yes. Thanks for the party. Yeah, you're yeah, welcome. It was fun. That was beautiful. It's pretty cool, our gift, too. How'd you pull that one off? <laughs> magic. It was magic. I opened it up and I went, this is magic. <laughs> how'd you do that? God's uh, loving, that's how. It's just, I mean, I just went, oh, my gosh, this is too awesome. Um, I, when I make this statement, I am the divine, living, loving essence of the Lord, I want to say the Lord, not of the, because that creates a duality, a separation. But that's a, that's a huge statement. It's a biggie. And I'm just like, but I can't do it the other way anymore. And I guess it's okay <laughs> from your smiles. I think it is. The greater truth of it is, you could even break it down and just say, I am divine, living, loving essence. Mm -hmm. And then that can sometimes make it a little easier just to slip into it. Mm -hmm. When we put on words like God, this great being, how can I be God? That's just a barrier of a belief that we have to move through. That's all that is. So when you say it's a big statement, it's a big statement and it's a belief like, how can I say that? Who am I to say that? But at the same time, it is also a big statement because God is big. But the truth is, God is simply living, loving essence. That's God. So if you just say, I am living, loving essence, and just break it down, that is God. But doesn't it sound easier to yourself to say, I am living, loving essence? Because then it's not like God but that's what God is, mm -hmm. is living, loving essence. Just a movement of loving. It's an essence. Mm -hmm. It's a, the spirit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's finding a way to make it easier on yourself. But at the same time, you want to affirm these things because it is in the affirmation that it begins to live within us. So it is important to do that. That's where affirmations are wonderful. And to break it down. And to even be aware, just as you've described, that of the created a separation inside of you. That's a wonderful awareness because you want to be able to move beyond all separations where really now it is. Mm -hmm. It just is. I am living, loving essence. It just is. That's the I am part. Mm -hmm. 